So we're going to be getting into God's word this morning, and, and they don't actually have to even hear this part. It's okay. We can get into it because they have been practicing this uh, on Wednesdays and even on Sundays. Um, what I felt led to do and, and have the kids uh, join us this morning is we're going to get into God's word together as a community. And there's lots of different ways to engage God's word. Uh, you, guys, you guys know that. Um, I want to maybe introduce a method this morning that is, is very specific. I mean, there's so many different ways to study the Bible, and I encourage you to try to learn as many possible different ways to engage God's Word, because as the Bible is very clear, the Word of God is the light to our feet, the lamp to our soul. It is the anchor of truth. In this world where there is so little truth available outside of the word of God, probably at an all-time low. <laughs> so more than ever are we convinced that we need to be filling our minds, renewing our minds, transforming our minds with the truth and good news of God's word. That is meant to be the source that we are meditating on. This is beautiful. We got some kids that are running. Awesome. The spiritual kids are running. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Today I want to introduce and we're going to practice a very simple method of engaging God's word that facilitates encountering God through his word in a fairly short amount of time. And it's very simple to pass on to others. And it works great with kids. We've been practicing this method of engaging God's word, Bible study, you could say, on Wednesdays regularly and on Sundays. This is pretty much what they do every single time they go over to Joyful Noise Coffee Shop. Two simple words to prepare our hearts, immersion and expectation. Now, again, remember, there are lots and lots of different ways that are good, effective, important to study God's word. I mean, you can go line by line. You can get into the Greek. You can go deep into the historical context. I mean, you, that's, I do that on almost, Don does that, whoever's up here preaching, on every single time we're presenting the word of God, teaching about the word of God, it's come from hours and hours of study of God's word. That's not what we're talking about this morning. You could say that this is more of a childlike expectation that the Holy Spirit loves to speak to us through his word. And so what do we mean by immersion? The, the method that we're talking about when we say immersion is you don't just read for information, you immerse yourself in the text. What do I mean by that? Sometimes, as we're studying God's word, and there's so much information we can get. Now, I think it's incredibly important to study God's word for all of the information, the context, the history, the background, the Greek words, the Hebrew words, all of that's very important. But sometimes we can also get caught up so much in just the information that we can forget at times 
to immerse ourselves in the text. Meaning, as Paul says in one of his letters, their stories, the stories that we read of the Old Testament are meant to be our instruction so that we don't make the same mistakes and we can walk in the good faith that they did have. So if those stories of those characters are for our instruction, that means part of our job is to immerse ourselves into the text and in a sense, put ourselves as the character, so to speak. Can we relate to David who went through this trial? Can we relate through to Esther who went through this? Can we relate to Joseph who went through this? Putting ourselves into the text, so to speak, in a way where we say, how do we relate our lives to this person? Are we going through similar type struggles, questions, fears, emotions, and in the same way that God met them, can God meet me? Yes, he can, because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So when we immerse ourselves, for example, in the Psalms, can you engage the text as if you are writing, you're the writer, are you the one writing the psalms? That's what we told the kids as we read a psalm. We told our youth group, this is just a prayer. That's all the psalms are. They're prayers. They eventually became songs, worship songs, which good worship songs are just prayers put to music. And so can you put yourself in the shoes of the writer of the psalms and feel what they're writing? Can you relate to these emotions of these prayers? Sometimes they're super joyful. Sometimes they're grateful. Sometimes they're scared. Sometimes they're mad. Those are all of the genuine and authentic emotions that humans go through, and God can handle all of them. He wants us to be genuine in our prayers. So when we're going through the Psalms, it's very powerful to say, can, can I, could this prayer be mine? And help you immerse in it. And then the Holy Spirit loves to speak those promises that are also in those psalms about who God is and what God wants to do to your life, in your life. In the Gospels, can you put yourselves in the shoes of one of the characters? What does it feel like to hear Jesus speak his words of life? How can you relate to the character? And that's, oh man, that's where the, the Gospel comes alive. It's like if you can relate with one of those sinners that get saved or loved or set free or healed and you can, you can feel that character and the weight of their sin and they bring it before Jesus and they, you know, who's the woman who is so bogged down with the weight of her sin, she brings before Jesus, takes that courageous moment to go in front of the religious leaders and just pours out her heart, just wiping Jesus' feet with her tears and Jesus speaks words of life says to the religious leaders, hopefully we don't relate with those dudes too much. Oh, wait, I am those dudes. And Jesus wants me to be more like the prostitute who wipes his feet with her tears of gratitude for the mercy that had been shown her. And Jesus says, man, yeah, she gets it. She loves much because she's been loved much. You, you got problems. <laughs> to the religious leaders, essentially. It's so much more powerful when we allow ourselves to be immersed. Letters of Paul. Imagine that you were the, on the receiving end. It's, very, it's real simple. 
And sometimes we intuitively do this. Sometimes we don't, though. And that's why we just want to be real intentional about immersing ourselves in the text, meaning that God gave us a mind, a heart, and senses, and he wants us to use them to engage with him in his word. Engage your mind and heart. Let, let yourself feel things in the text. Use your mind and imagine what the text is saying. And I know that word imagine kind of like can get co-opted by non-Christian forces. Well, who cares? God redeems everything. He, he, we think in images. If you think in an image, you are using your imagination. And you know what I guarantee all of us are great at using our imagination for? Worry, anxiety. Anxiety and worry are using, letting your imagination run wild as you meditate on the lie of the devil. Take that thought captive, submit it to Christ, and meditate on the promises of God using your mind. That is holy imagination. I mean, if you think about any promise that God gives us in his word where there's a picture of the future that he's calling us to hold on to and believe for, then then I believe we're actually called upon by God to hold on to that promise by using our holy, sanctified imagination of the promise to come. Like if God has promised you, let's say something about your family, that God is going to redeem a painful family situation. For example, I look forward, I declare, I pray about Psalm 112. One time God gave me when I was just having a rough day being a dad, and he says, blessed is the one who reveres the Lord. His offspring will be mighty in the land. I don't think about that as words on a page. Does that, does that honor God as simply words on a page? Or does it honor God? Does it worship God as I imagine my three sons and what it looks like to be mighty warriors for God in the land? And I say, yes, Lord, I agree with that. I, I pray that, I declare that, as it already is in heaven, so on earth. Thank you for the promise. And I am imagining my sons in their in the, the glory God created them to be in their full Christ likeness. So that's healthy to let our God-given gifts of our senses, our mind, our heart, get into the word. And lastly here, and then we're gonna practice right now. And so for our middle school and high schoolers in the room, just so you guys know, I think, Kiani, one of our awesome youth leaders, prepped you. But we're going to spend a little time in God's word in, in the exact same way that we've been doing on Wednesdays and Sundays, where all we ask you to do is set aside distractions and expect that the Holy Spirit wants to highlight even just one thing to you as you read his word. And now this to, is, to me, where the pressure comes off. I don't know about you, but sometimes the Bible can be very intimidating because you can feel a pressure that when you read it, 
however much you read, you have to have the entire passage perfectly understood, and whatever preacher or Bible, Bible scholars in your mind, you're like, well, I have to understand it just like they do with all the background, all the nuance, all the context, all the Greek words, and if I don't have all that in my mind after I'm done reading it, then I'm not properly studying God's word, I'm not properly engaging God's word, nope, that's wrong. That's one way to study God's word, which is awesome. Another way is to simply open God's word and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say right now? Show me something. And this is part of what works great with kids because they don't have, they, ha they have that childlike blank slate, so to speak. <laughs> they don't have the baggage of like, well, I know all this about this passage already, so this is how I would teach it. No, stop. That's not helpful sometimes. Come with a childlike heart that just says, God, I want to hear you talk to me. So sometimes, in a way, pretending that you know nothing about the scripture you're about to read is the best possible thing you could do. It helps you come afresh. It helps you come ready to listen and learn rather than a little bit of that Pharisee thing that's like, oh, I already know this text. I've read it 20 times. Okay, well then have fun not encountering God. That's what's happened to me enough times to where now I'm making fun of myself on stage and saying, be more childlike. Come with just a heart that says, God, I want to hear you speak. Now, again, this is only one way. And, of course, we need to test things within community and stuff. You don't just run wild. That's part of why we share in community and process. But there's just a simple expectation to come to God's word that says God loves to and will speak to you in his word. I mean, how many different ways in the Bible did, does the Bible promise that the Holy Spirit loves to speak to his children? My sheep know my voice. Jesus says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything that you need to know. He will teach you all the truth. Well, what's the greatest source of truth in the universe? In written print, it's the word of God. So to open the word of God and trust the promise that, uh, from Jesus that the Holy Spirit will teach me all the truth I need to know. I mean, you're, there you go. You're playing with holy fire. You got the, the best source of truth ever known to human history, and you got the Holy Spirit who is the one who will teach you all truth according to Jesus. Just put those two together in a childlike faith. It says, thank you that you want to and will speak to me. And when you just bring those two things of immersing yourself in the text, letting yourself feel the different aspects of what's going on and expecting that the Holy Spirit wants to say even just one thing, one phrase, one phrase, one word even he wants to highlight. One phrase, one word, one sentence, and he'll speak to you through it. It's really fun. So we're going to practice this right now. And the way that we do it with the kids, and we're going to do it right now, is we're going to read it twice. So if you are one of those overachievers and you're already looking at the back of the paper, don't right now. Stop it. <laughs> the first time we do it is we ask you to just close your eyes and in a childlike heart of receiving and prayer, the, the facilitator reads the whole scripture out loud. It's typically six, seven, eight verses, not too much. And we give that the chance for you to just listen, if you're an auditory learner especially, listen, receive, kind of gives you a, a framework for the passage. 
you expect the Holy Spirit to just highlight even just one word, verse, or phrase. And then we're going to say, take a minute to listen to the Lord, think on it, and then we'll give you a couple minutes to where now you read through the whole thing with that same childlike heart that's just expecting one, even just one word, phrase, or verse to be highlighted to you. And then we'll walk you through a couple more questions where you're just asking the Holy Spirit to speak. So before we get there, we're going to pray because it's the whole thing is expecting that the Holy Spirit wants to speak. So I'm going to have my wife share an encouragement along the lines because we practice this all the time in our own life. And then pray for us as we begin. Let me ask one quick clarifying thing here just to make sure we're equipped. Do you, I know the, the, our awesome middle school and high schoolers came in a little bit after we started. Do you all have the, these guys? Do you all have a, a paper? Anybody not have one? Okay, because your, your scripture is going to be on the back. So you guys know, hey, I love you guys. Elevation Youth over there. I'm counting on you right now to just do exactly what we do on Wednesdays and Sundays where you are listening and expecting the Holy Spirit to highlight even just one thing, and we're going to have some fun with that when we're done. So you know how to do that. You got your scriptures there. And actually, I'm going to give you guys, sorry, adults, I'm showing preference to the children, and I'm going to give them the pens that they are used to having in their Bible study. So, uh, Melody, if you could make sure, I know there's youth spread around the room. So, Melody, if you could make sure everybody that's good-looking and under 18 gets a, a pen, that would be awesome. No, haha, <laughs> just kidding. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. Okay, so that's happening. Awesome. A word for my wife and a prayer. Yeah, we do this with the kids. We do this on our own. Um, and I just want to invite us to be inviting the Lord and to expect that this is a time of encounter with his spirit. That this is a time where he is going to be speaking to us and touching our hearts in a way that we may not be expecting. Um, no matter how many times I go through and read verses, it's just amazing that the Holy Spirit will just highlight something. And, you know, even this past week for me, I can't even count the times I've read Psalm 27. And the Holy Spirit just hit me with multiple things that I, I was like, I, I've never seen this before, <laughs> you know? And he just, and it's just like this feast for your soul as you encounter his presence. So, um, yeah, I just want to invite him here to teach us more, to learn just to feast upon him and to commune with him through his word. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you. We thank you that your word says that it's your spirit that opens the eyes of our hearts so that we may know you and understand you and understand the, the depth and the breadth of all of the riches and glory that you have called us to in you. And so God, we count on you this morning to draw us into an experience and an encounter with you as a person, you, you as God, you 
are living. You are alive. And you desire for us to encounter you just as real and, and more deeply than any person than we have on the earth. So God, we just invite you to take us to um, just new places of depth and learning how to be with you and rest in you and commune in you, commune with you, that you would, um, yeah, I just, I ask that you would be coming this morning and even giving us new precedence of expectation for the depth of the riches and, and even the simplicity, the simplicity of what it looks like to come to you and experience you, that we don't have to come with all the things that Casey mentioned, exhaustive Bible study and tools, and those are great, and there is a time and place for that, but we can just come and receive from you on a daily basis, hungry for your word, making the opportunity for you and as we make the opportunity and as we just get in your word, we can expect a feast of your presence and your word will be upon us. Yeah. All right, so let's continue in a heart of prayer and encourage you to just close your eyes if it helps you not be distracted. I'm gonna read the passage, Psalm 103, one to 13 in the NLT just one time, but I encourage you, don't read along with me yet best thing to do is just hear, listen, and be expecting that the Holy Spirit just wants to even make one word, image, picture, phrase, verse stand out to you. And as we said, you can even make this your prayer to God. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us or remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. 
And now continuing in a quiet heart of prayer, encourage you to read the passage on your own and expect that word, that phrase, that picture, the sentence to be highlighted. And when you find it, circle it or underline it or make a note of it if you don't have a pen. Let's just take a couple minutes, total quiet, and do that. Okay, now is where it gets fun. Continuing in just a quiet heart of prayer between you and God, you think about that word or phrase, whatever you highlighted or underlined, and just in a quiet, silent prayer with you and God, you ask God, why is this phrase standing out to me? Why is it significant to my life? And really what you're asking is, God, is there something that you're wanting to say to me through this? So if that was too many questions, they are, they are there in your lift notes. But it's just a, a quiet couple minutes of why is this significant, Lord? What are you saying to me through this, through highlighting this by your Holy Spirit? You can write down answers if you want. Let's take a couple minutes. Lastly, let's just take one more minute 
just again between you and God, you're asking God, is there a response to what you're saying to me? Is there something, God, that you want me to do in response to what you're speaking through your word? And again, it's in your lift notes, and you can write if you'd like to. Let's take a minute. Jesus, we thank you for this time. Amen. Quick show of hands. How many of you in this 10 minutes in the word felt like God spoke to you, you encountered God? Raise your hand real quick. Bam! Y'all have a new tool. Awesome. Okay, all right, our, our, our kids over there are like, we know what's next. So what's next and what's really fun to do in the context of community as well is to check in. And so we check in with our youth, and we're going to do that with all of us, some op opportunities right now to make some observations. And so what we do with our youth is say, hey, raise your hand if you felt like you had a real it was significant to you. It was meaningful. You felt like God spoke to you. And we start by saying just what was the word, the phrase, the picture, the verse that stood out. And so I'll, I see some, some hands in our youth. So if you are in the, the rise, our middle school and high school, to start with, oh, man, tough choice. My own flesh and blood or the birthday boy? I never choose you first. I know. That's because if I choose you first, this whole crowd is going to say, oh, he favors his kids. You know, so I, I know I always put you last because of that very reason. But today in front of everybody, Paxton Crawford, what verse, word, or phrase stood out starting with that? Um, it, the first one was he does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. And the second one I went, um, what was this little one was he removed our sins as far uh, from us as the east is above, I mean, from the west. But um, that, that one was just a little one. I felt like okay, that's an excellent job pointing out a phrase. I know, you know what's next, yes. But I'm just showing everybody else by example how we do this. So awesome job highlighting a word, phrase, or verse. And the next question that comes with it is, why is that significant to you, or what do you think God might be saying to you? Another verse. What's that? I still have another verse. You kind of... Oh, triple. Okay. I, was, I said that to you 20 times. 
Um, the other one was, the father is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. I thought that, like, those two went good together, like, because he's not punishing us for all that we do in, like, harm and stuff. He's, like, a very compassionate father to his children and very tender to them. Not bad, son. <laughs> that was beautiful. Love it. Not bad for 10 minutes in the Word as a kid. Levi, birthday boy. Oh, you got a birthday blessing from the Lord, so I know he's talking good to you right now. All right, what was that word or phrase? Um, the phrase that stood out to me is, he will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. Okay, great word or phrase. Why do you think that was significant to you? What do you think God might be saying? I think it was really stood out because it shows um, how good of a God he is and like how he can forgive us, and with his help, we can wash away our sins and the bad things we've done, and we can recover from it with him. Woo-wee! Noah, did I see a hand, my man? If not, I'm not pressuring. I just thought I saw a hand. Okay, I'll come back if you want. Other, any of our other junior high and high schoolers, raise a hand if you want to share. What's that? A high schooler. <laughs> what do you think, my man? <laughs> Where's Sarah Rowe? She's amazing. She's hiding in the back? I'm going to find you. Come on, young lady, stand up. I'm doing this because I trust her, and she's amazing, so I'm not putting her on the spot. I wouldn't do that if it's your first time here, but she's a leader. She's a leader by example among our kids. So I'm trusting that this was Oh, my gosh, she has like 45 things circled. Okay, come on. <laughs> Pick one or two of the things that were highlighted to you. Um, I, I, like, I have to um, hold the mic. Sorry. Sorry, I got to hold the mic. Oh, okay. Not about you, but um, what I'm about to do with the rest of the adults. I'm definitely holding the mic. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Awesome. Great word, phrase, verse. Now, what do you think was significant that God was saying to you or encouraging you about that? He gives us new life, and we don't have to dwell on the past. So we can move forward with our life. Woo-wee. Any adults in the room need that one? <laughs> don't have to dwell on the past. You can move forward through the cleansing of Jesus. Awesome. Okay. Hey, adults, it's your time to party. Let's hear. Let's hear. Uh, raise your hand if you just have a word phrase first that stood out. And what I will say is what you notice the kids do an incredible example of is they don't start preaching. They just share. Here's the phrase. Here's what God said to me. So please don't start preaching because I'll just walk away. Don't tell me about your Bible study you did 20 years ago and all the knowledge you're bringing right now. I'll just walk away. The phrase and just that two sentences of why it's significant of God speaking to you right now. With that said, I see Kim and I'm coming back up here. Okay, what stuck out to me was, may I never forget the good things he has done for me. Fantastic. Word, phrase, verse. And as the, we asked all the kids, what you think is significant about it or why, what was God speaking to you through that? Um, just reminding, constantly reminding me of all the things he's done in the past and um, 
in the rest of the verse revealing his character. Fantastic. Love it. Thank you for the encouragement. Good job, kids. All right, cool. Couple more. Oh, look at that Bible. There's got all sorts of underlines and circles. Very nice. Did that just all happen right now? <laughs> You've been in this verse before. Yes, right here. Uh, for me, the Lord is like a father who his children tender and compassion to those who fear him. I lost my father when I was very young. And I, now I have a father, and I am the child. He have a compassion for me, and, and I don't understand the rest. He, he don't punish for all the sins. He don't, um, he's not bad with me because I sing. He, he always forget me. The Lord is compassion and merciful, so he's not angry. He loves me. Um, the Lord, the Lord always forgive me. I am a sinner, but every time I confess to him, he forget all my sins. He is not like me. I don't forget. I am very angry with the people, and my Lord is merciful. That is beautiful. Wow. Come on. <laughs> not bad for five minutes. We got, oh, we'll, we'll come back. Okay. Yep. Um, so I, I have two. Um, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he's done for me. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And those two are huge for me. Um, just from health issues that I've gone through in my life that um, uh, he has done so many just absolutely amazing things in my life. And uh, the people that know me know that I feel like a kid all the time. And Amen. so that, that renews me. And those, so those two things are key. Amen. And as he renews you, all of you praises him more and more. Love the connection. Yes. Um, I praise the Lord with uh, my whole heart. And uh, he fills my life with good things. And when we were in silence, receiving from the Holy Spirit, he was keeping, he keeps saying, not fear anything, not fear anything, not fear anything. So that was wonderful. Amen. <laughs> not fear anything. Gene got me. Mine is, um, he revealed his character. He asks us to reveal ourselves to him. But he loves us so much that he will reveal himself to us. And that means a lot. That's trust. Beautiful. Love it. All right. Maybe one or two more here. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> mine is verse 11. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. What that what was hidden, to yeah. me, what that speaks to me is as high, there's so much space. I mean, just imagine the space, the mercy is endless, but it also postures my heart that I am always humble before him to acknowledge his reverence and who he is, that that mercy comes with something else. It's my humbleness towards who he is, that the mercy, I, I think, just, just flows. Yes. Love it. All right. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, I like the, my youth is renewed like the eagles. Uh, God was reminding me how important it is to, in, his, in our walk with God, to stay close to him, continue to learn about him, and stay in his word. And, and by doing that, we are renewed each day. So I always feel like rejuvenated when we do that. Amen. Love it. Beautiful. All right. Well, hey, that was fun. Was that not fun? That was encouraging. Yeah, come on. Let's pray and we're done. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you love to speak through your word. And we truly, we stand in awe of the reality that the God of the universe loves to speak to his children. And we pray that as we go from here, we would just be further equipped by your Holy Spirit to have the confidence to engage your word, to seek you in your word with that childlike faith that expects that even in a short time, you love to speak to us, to encourage us, to give us those promises of who you are that we can live on and live from, those things that feed our soul. So we pray that more and more you be growing us to be your people of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was singing.